everybody. Welcome back to When a Gay Girl Meets a Trans Girl. I'm the gay girl, Holly. And I am the trans girl, Brooklyn. So, how have you been, Brooklyn? I have been not too bad. Um, we're coming up to the last week, my last week, of having some time off with the kiddo. And I'm not looking forward to going back to work, but these three months have been fantastic. We need to have a kid just to do this again. Mm, there really hasn't been much of a vacation. I'm thankful for the time off to adjust to this new lifestyle and to bond with the baby. I, but I, it's definitely not a vacation. No, I, I didn't think it was a vacation. It just it was really nice to be able to have this one-on-one time with the kiddo and to be able to um, spend time together. It's something that, you know, we really haven't had. We, we just kind of got into a relationship, jumped into work, and we haven't had tons of time, just me and you. That's what most people have. I know. And it was just nice to have. It was, we we're kind of lucky in that way. Yeah. I'm definitely thankful. Though I hope we catch up to other countries that get a year off. But I know. Um, I'm definitely thankful for having this. Mm-hmm. How was Christmas? For me? Yeah, for you. Uh, it was good. Um, went to your family's house on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. Didn't get to see my family, but hopefully I see them soon. Yeah. I'd have to say that it didn't feel very much like Christmas. I don't know if it was just the, a huge change in so many things this year. Um, I didn't get to really work during Christmas, and it's one of my favorite times to work. Um, that that's where I get to set out product. I get to help like reorganize our, our stock. And it's just really fun. I really love that part of the year, the holidays. And then, you know, we have a new little one and you, we focus a lot of time on him instead of a lot of little Christmas things that we get to do. We did get to do lights, but we didn't get to do some of the other fun things that we maybe were looking forward to. And then, um, I had my grandmother pass away, so we were not doing Christmas Eve at her house. So my mom took over Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, we didn't do much, but um, you just played with some of your toys. (laughs) That's about it. I honestly enjoyed that part. I like not having to go anywhere Christmas. Just enjoy it with the immediate family. That was kind of nice. I don't know. uh, That's what we've been doing every single day anyway. We just, you know. Yeah, but there was the magic of Christmas. I didn't feel the magic this year. You're a monster. I know. It just wasn't there. It, it didn't have like that happy, oh, I'm so excited for Christmas feeling. I mean, I was excited up until Christmas, then it just wasn't there. It was like I just didn't have that, like you said, magic. She's a Scrooge. I love Christmas. What are you <laughs> talking about? Well, I enjoyed it. I was debating on waking her up at three in the morning. No. It was already too early as it was. What, 7 o'clock? Yes. Yeah, it was way too early. That was so late for me. I would have done. It's only because the baby woke me up. I was like, oh, this is what we got to do. Yeah. But I was wanting... I was wanting to do it at 3. So bad. Yeah. Um, We didn't even cook Christmas dinner on Christmas. I was like, let's just do it tomorrow. So... <laughs> We did it the next day. Yeah. I ended up watching um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And that's one of those that I always try to watch leading up to Christmas. And I just didn't get to it. So last night I put on It's a Wonderful Life. We had ham and mashed pota- homemade mashed potatoes. Hollies are amazing. And um, 
some little dinner rolls, sweet rolls. They were supposed to be the Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. They, it was a knockoff brand. They were okay. They weren't quite there where I wanted to devour the whole bag. Yeah. I don't know. It, uh, it was a good little dinner. And we got to spend a little time in the evening playing a few games just down here on the computers. And that's pretty much it. That wasn't Christmas Day. That was yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Yesterday. Uh. After dinner. And, uh, yeah. But leading up to Christmas, we um, were able to go look at Christmas lights. We ended up going all around the city. And um, there were a lot of really nice Christmas lights. There was a, a family that did... The Griswold Christmas House in Kansas here, and we ended up going and watching it, and it was crazy loaded with people. Yeah, it looked just like the movie with everybody standing out front of the yard. Yeah. Had like a fire pit and everything to keep people warm. (laughs) Candy canes. A little stand thingy so you could take pictures. Mm Mm-hmm. It was neat. It was really neat. And then we ended up driving out to Candy Cane Lane in Wichita. And that's there's a lot of people out there, so you got to make sure you go when there's not a lot of like leading up to Christmas the week two was probably the worst time to go. But we went on a Sunday night, so we didn't have as much of a problem. But we did that. We watched a lot of Christmas movies. We ended up watching Home Alone, Home Alone Two, um, uh, Rise of the Guardians is one that Holly picked. I love that movie. Yeah. And then we ended up it came doing... out about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a neat rendition of all the mythical creatures like the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, Jack Frost, the Tooth Fairy, Sandman. It was a neat idea, and the Boogeyman. Yeah, it was a fun movie. I think it had a lot in common with this was the Santa Claus movie or Santa Claus the movie. Um, but you had Santa Claus dying and then the elves appeared out of nowhere and they basically brought him back to life as Santa Claus. Really good movie from 1985, I think, or 1986. Oh, where they show how Santa Claus came to be. Yes. Okay. It was a lot like how The Rise of the Guardians... Showed how Jack Frost came to be. Exactly. It was almost the same thing, I think, out of kind of like a event of them doing something nice, they were basically chosen to become someone great. Yeah, and in the Santa Claus, it was the North Star, and in Rise of the Guardians, it was the moon that told them that they would be this new figure. Yeah. But we did that, and like I said, we did Santa Claus the movie, like we were just talking about. Um, Christmas Story. Christmas Story. The best one of all. Um, And we watched some of the other Rankin and Bass classic, The Year Without a Santa Claus, and what I just want to call there? them Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> the Baskin Robin classics. <laughs> and Rudolph and some of those other ones, which is real nice. Yeah, I can't go without watching those. It's part of the tradition. Our kids aren't as much into a lot of those kind of shows like I did when I was growing up. When I was little, you know, I was so excited to sit down and watch a Christmas movie with the family. It was just part of you know the holidays it was i i didn't feel like it was the holidays unless i was able to watch some of that yeah and these kids just don't seem like they're interested like they'd be perfectly okay with going up to christmas no christmas lights and no tree and just us handing them a few gifts and they'd be down to call it a day 
don't understand that with the kids nowadays. They just aren't. No, you don't know if it's kids nowadays or just these kids. I don't know. I feel like a lot of kids, I've, I've been told that a lot of kids act like this. Oh. And I don't know if it's just like they have everything at their fingertips already with just having a computer or a tablet. Maybe. Very unfortunate. Overall, we had a great Christmas, though. I got a remote-controlled car that you move with your hand. Yeah. It was They call neat. it a motion-gestured remote. It was neat. You just move your hand a certain way, and it goes forward or back, and then side to side or spins. It doesn't really turn. Well, it still seemed like you had fun with it. Surprised you didn't take it outside today and go running around with it. It's too cold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not one for the cold. Yesterday it tried to snow a little bit. Yeah. But it just didn't last. It was just flurries. Very light snow. But mm. we know that some of the people in northern United States are getting, had gotten a lot of good snow for Christmas. So they had the white Christmas that everybody dreams about. We'll you just like moved around the lyrics. What? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. The white Christmas that everybody dreams about. Is that the lyrics? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know See, it's not the same So, now we were going to want to do a recap of 2023 For basically LGBTQ plus victories And also some bills that have maybe come about the good and the bad that have happened and i want to do a little bit of uh, trivia just kind of some top so many celebrities or top so many things that were positive for the lgbt community but i'll let you go first so i think this one's been kind of hard to not see but just in casey's pope francis uh formally approved blessing same-sex couples which is amazing. Um, it's upset a bit of people and it's made a bit of people happy. But it's... The blessings doesn't mean it's a wedding. You're not allowed to get married still in the church as a same-sex couple. Correct. You're allowed to bless them. Be like, you have been blessed, my son. That kind of a thing. And then another thing was last month, the Vatican said that under certain circumstances trans people can be baptized as Catholics and even serve as godparents. I haven't read what those circumstances are because I'm not going to go to the Vatican and be baptized as Catholic but if you guys are interested you can Google that. Well, still seems like there's a long way to go with that. I think they're making amazing like Strikes. headway. Yeah. Yeah, they started believing in science like a few years ago. No offense. My family comes from a Catholic background as well. But I'm happy that they're starting to open their eyes and their minds a little bit more. Um, and then there was some other stuff around the world. This one I'm getting from LGBTQ+. Victories did happen in 2023 by Graham Reed. And this was June 22 of 2023. And there is, of course, a picture of people holding rainbows up above them. Spain passed comprehensive legislation huh? that basically 
that allowed for legal gender recognition to be through a simple administrative procedure and basically you just had to self-identify yourself as whatever gender. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Bolivia's highest court recognized civil unions for same-sex couples. South Korea court ruled that same-sex couples should receive the same benefits as different sex couples. Well, that's different. They say different sex now hmm. instead of opposite. Is that because there's a whole I mean, we are of genders I don't think now? A ma- the opposite. Is it the opposite of male female? Is that an actual opposite? Or is it just a different kind of sex? That's what they used to always say was same sex, opposite sex. I know. I'm just saying, like, is that why they're changing it? Because the uh, is opposite a male, would you consider that to be female? Yes. Instead of it just being a different sex. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking way too deep into it. I would think the opposite of female is no sex. Same with male, no sex. It could just be whoever wrote this article wrote different. True. Or there could be some deep thing. Ooh, so Japan, four district courts out of five, ruled that the country's prohibition on marriage for same-sex couples violated the Constitution. Ultimately, it will be Japan's Supreme Court that decides whether the Diet needs to amend the law to recognize same-sex relationships or not. And then South Korea had a court rule that same-sex couples should receive the same benefits as, again, different sex couple through the National Health Insurance Service. Interesting. Very interesting. So I have some like top 10, top 20 different types of things real quick. I was going to go through a list and it is top 19 celebrities who came out as LGBTQ in 2023. This first one, I think a lot of first few that we probably have talked about a little bit, but this is Noah Schnapp and that's from, he's from Stranger Things. And he came out as gay in TikTok video posted in January. In a written message that appeared on the video, the 19-year-old actor revealed what he finally told his friends and family that he was gay and that he was in the closet for 18 years. That sucks that, like, even to this day, like, it's everywhere, but kids still feel like they have to hide it. You know, I read an article about him, and he said that he, if it wasn't for him being on Stranger Things, he would still be in the closet he's like i'd be too scared he's like being in this type of environment you isn't know. he from a jewish background oh goodness that i don't know i, I might don't be know. wrong but noah schnapp okay bella ramsey the next one is bella ramsey actually really like bella ramsey i i followed her she did some work with the royal it's the theater company in england um but you probably know her a little bit more from The Last of Us. And she ended up coming out as gender fluid in an interview published with the New York Times in January. The actor first rose to fame in HBO hit series Game of Thrones, told the paper that her gender has always been fluid, and said that she sees non-binary as an option on a form. She will take it. However, she added being gendered isn't something that I particularly like because terms of pronouns, I really couldn't care less. You know, as much as people like to make fun of that and say, like, we have our gender, like, I get we do have our gender, but I think I also get that, like, me, I may be a girl, but that doesn't mean I like girly things. It's 
the fluidity is what I understand, not having all that social stigma on everything. Like, if you're a girl, then you have to wear a dress, and, like, why can't you just wear a suit? Which is becoming more okay now, but, like, guys, like, why can't they just wear a dress or a purse if they feel like it, or go to a tea party? But I get that, like, not needing a gender to address somebody, like, why do you need to say that so-and-so is a he or she? I get it. I also get that it makes it so we know what we're talking about. You know, I've always felt that gender isn't just necessarily the male or female parts. Um, those are needed to reproduce, but it also is part of who you are in your mind and just your brain and your chemical like balance in your brain, like what you are in your head. To me, that's your part of your gender too. You know, I may look like a male on the bottom half. That doesn't mean that you think like to act like it or feel like it. I mean, that shouldn't be a, an automatic, you're a guy or you're a girl. You know what I'm saying? I feel like mm -hmm. that's a huge importance, what they think, what they feel like. Yeah. And I'm one of those people, I do always say they, like if I don't know what someone is or if I'm talking about like this dog I see on the street... I don't assume it's just a guy, like a lot of people say, oh, he, and I'm like, it might be a girl, so I just say they, because it doesn't, I don't feel a need to identify every little thing. To me, I'm okay just saying they, because I'm like, it's a dog, I don't care what gender it is, or that person over there, I'm like, I don't care what gender you are, you're just a person on this planet, so I call you a they, unless if I absolutely know. Right. It doesn't bother me. That's how I've always been, though. I don't know if that's my upbringing. I don't know, but I know a lot of people in my age range, we all kind of stick with that. We say they, but like older people I've noticed always say him and he usually, but I noticed that their text and books always would say he and stuff. But I know when I was little, they did that. But as I got older, it started saying he, she and things. Right, right. And then my teachers would say, well, you shouldn't say they, you should put he or she. And I was like, I'm putting they because I don't know what they are. I remember sometimes they'd get on to us for that, and now it's sticking. And I, like at work and like school and everything, they say they now. Right. That's good. Yeah. Keep on going with that. Yeah. Um, next one is Jacob Jankto, and this person is a soccer player that came out as gay. They're from the Czech Republic. They did a social media. Um, they shared on social media in February that. Quote, I am homosexual and I no longer want to hide myself. End quote. Uh, he was nearly had 18 million views on X, which is formerly Twitter. Um, it's pretty interesting. I, I'm not a big soccer. I don't follow soccer very much, but. Does yeah. it have the stigma like American football does? Where like they really can't be gay because it's so manly and if they come out, it'll ruin their career. I think soccer is one of those that maybe isn't a big deal. And there's gay football players in America. I know there are, but I know it's a really big thing for them to not come out. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the next one is Alison Brie. Have you ever heard of her? Nope. Alison Brie is a movie and TV show star. She's, uh, let's hear, she's done stuff from five-year engagement she did scream four she did oh 
See some other big one right here. I have not seen or heard of either of those. She, she did the Lego movie, too. The oh. second part as Princess Unity. Oh. Don't know. Okay. Nope. No. Um, I'm sure she's good at whatever she does. She was in Hannah Montana. Ugh, it's no. The best of <laughs> world. No. <laughs> um, so she's done some stuff. She's... Um, that famous show, enough. That show haunted me when I was younger. I don't know why. It was I used to watch it with my kids. They liked uh, it. They liked it. All those cardboard cutouts. And I was just like, no. <laughs> Go away. Well, uh, Allison Bree, she came out as bisexual in a video for BuzzFeed News in February. Uh, where she and her husband, Dave Franco, were reading thirsty social media posts from fans about each other. At one point, Brie reads a tweet about her husband. Listen, I'm bisexual for a reason. And that reason is strictly to be used in a threesome by Dave Franco and Allison Brie. Brie and Franco high five. And then Brie says, uh, quote, that's also why I'm bisexual, end quote. Franco responds, quote, you've been waiting for this tweet for some time. You don't know who they are, or what they look like, end quote. Bree shrugs and says, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so can we give each other a high five and be like, yeah. Yeah, you're gay. No. Uh, Monique. She is a comedian and actor, and she came out as queer in her Netflix special, My Name is Monique, which debuted in April. She told a tearful story about how she never came out to her grandmother due to her grandmother's tense relationship with Monique's uncle, Tina. Does she mean queer just like she's weird? Gender bendy queer? I guess. Not like queer eye for the straight guy? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's just what just what she says. Uh -huh. um, I guess uh, her uncle Tina, who was assigned female at birth but presented as masculine according to the Gay Times, later in the special, Monique revealed that she came out to her husband and she said... Uh, Daddy, I want to be with another woman sexually. And he looked at me so beautifully impatient and so loving and says, me too. <laughs> I don't get it. She's, she said to her husband, I want to be with a beautiful woman sexually. And he says, me too. So he thinks she's ugly? No, I think it was just uh, kind of a joke. Oh. I hope so anyway. Uh, the next one Somebody. is... Is there anyone I know on there? Uh, Scroll down. Nope. 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 Wayne Brady. You know Wayne Brady, right? Nope. Wayne Brady, Let's Make a Deal host, came out as pansexual in an interview with People Magazine that was published in August. LGBTQ media activacy group GLAAD defines pansexual as a descriptor for someone who has a capacity to form enduring romantic relationships with any person regardless of gender identity. Include me. Oh. Go wait. Go up. Never mind. Go down. Drag queen, oh. lesbian. Have you ever watched uh, Diary of Wimpy Kid or Jesse from the Disney Channel? No. Yeah. I'm uh, not a Disney kid. <laughs> Minus the odds. Karan Barrar, who starred in the comedy Diary of a Wimpy Kid and the Disney Channel's Jesse. Uh, what is Jesse? Was that a kid show? It was. A, it was a kid show. Uh -huh. Um, young teens probably. Um. 
penned an emotional essay for Teen Vogue in November, which he came out as bisexual. He wrote that his year-long struggle with his sexuality and grief over the loss of his friend and fellow Disney star Cameron Boyce, which he died of a stroke, if I remember correctly, led him to develop a deeply and healthy relationship with alcohol until he checked himself into a treatment center in 2020. I still keep things close to Vest Online, this is a quote, but the gap between who I am and the person I appear to be is shrinking. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm happy and for him. finally, our big one. Billie, I know her. Billie Eilish, which, come on. I think everyone knew. I think everyone knew. She's the bad guy. <laughs> Singer-songwriter Billie Eilish said she was up to... Sorry. Isn't she bi? Well, we're going to find out here. Singer-songwriter Billie Eilish said she was surprised when she found out people didn't know she isn't straight. I knew she wasn't straight. The 22-year-old described... Oh, she said that she didn't need to, like, put it out there. She described being attracted to women in November interview with Variety, saying of women, quote, I'm attracted to them as people. I'm attracted to them for real, end quote. Earlier this month, she told Variety that uh, in an event that she didn't intend for her comment to be major news, but I quote, but the, but I kind of thought, wasn't it obvious, end quote. I didn't realize... Wasn't it obvious? I didn't realize people didn't know. I just don't really believe in it. I'm just like, why can't we just exist? I've been doing this for so long, and I just didn't talk about it. And she goes, whoops, end quote. So, yeah, she's kind of like, why does it matter? Like, who cares what I'm dating? And why is this news right now? Yeah. But, yeah. I can't wait till that is a thing. I've always said the same thing. Like, I don't want to be something called trans i just want to be who i am and just leave it alone or like you're at work and you're talking about oh my wife did this and nobody like their eyes don't get huge and like what right or like me when somebody's all like oh my husband i'm like i know you're gay like in your head you don't do it out loud but in your head right right (laughs) (laughs) i just like my gaydar to be right well do you have anything else for news for us um this one's a little bit on the sour side. Sour. So this is NBCnews.com, NBC Out, Out and Politics Policy. And it is from drag bans to sports restrictions, 75 anti-LGBTQ bills have become law in 2023. It is by Joe Yurkaba, December 17th, 2023. Um... So, 75 bills have become law across 23 states, including restrictions on gender-affirming care, school sports, school instruction, drag, and more. And, oh. Oh, you can put your little mouse over the pictures and it tells you exactly. So, Kansas got three anti-LGBTQ laws. Oklahoma got three. Texas, four. North Dakota got ten. What are they doing up there in North Dakota? They're close to Canada. What's wrong with Canada? I don't know. Maybe they're... uh, I always hear that they're kind of like... I've just always heard that they're conservative there in Canada. A little bit more. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It could be wrong. So, one of these... Apparently, Missouri has a new law that allows providers of transition-related care for minors to be sued by their parents until they turn 36. That's older than me. That's crazy long time to want to go and see somebody. For real. (laughs) 
Oh my god. If my kid needed something to help them, I'd... My god. I wouldn't spend all that time and resource on wanting... Brooding over that and wanting to do that. I would try to figure out... I don't know. <laughs> Who we? <sighs> so there's a lot of bans on gender-affirming care... Which, again, is going to make it difficult for those poor kids to get good health insurance that will help them with depression, suicide stuff. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Restrictions on school instruction, sports participation. Oh, dear God. So, Florida. I shouldn't have to say much, but... uh. Oh, God. Three Florida public school teachers sued the State Education Department over Florida's Parental Rights and Education Act, or what critics have dubbed the Don't Say Gay Law. Uh, so... Yeah, and that, that governor's going for president of the United States. If you're, a, if you're a citizen of the United States, don't vote for him. Yeah. So Republican Governor Ron... I always want to say DeSantis, just going phonetically, but I think that everybody says it. I only ever read this stuff. I don't really watch it on TV, so I don't really know what he goes by. Anyway, um, in March 2022, it prohibited classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate. The measure was then expanded in May to prohibit such classroom instruction from pre-kindergarten through 8th grade, restrict health education in 6th through 12th, and restrict what pronouns teachers and students can use. Um, that's a lot to take in. I mean, kindergarten through 3rd grade, I mean, if they showed me the magic school bus with... Lily Tomlin actually getting to be a gay Miss Frizzle, like most of us suspected. Anyway. I mean... But, I mean, as long as she's not sitting there doing, like, bedroom stuff, and she's just like, oh, hey, this is my spouse, and be like, oh, man, that's cute. I still love Miss Frizzle. I don't even care about your spouse. I just care about going inside kids' tummies and stuff. <laughs> on the bus. Right. I don't... I don't know where they're going with that. There's a lot of Florida on this page. <laughs> so going away from Florida, lawmakers in at least 16 states introduced restrictions targeting drag. Judges... What? I was going to say, yeah, I've, I've heard of that being a huge thing this year just because uh, there's like a drag in the library or drag, you know, like classroom reading or whatever. And so like people are starting to put their hands up unfortunately so here's the thing on that i actually so but this says judges struck down two laws in tennessee and texas and temporarily blocked a restriction in florida and another in montana that specifically regulates events at public libraries where drag performers read to children i've been to a lot of drag shows and I know they're not going to act like how they do on stage with the kids. If they did act like that, then yes, I would not want them reading to my child. <laughs> B 
because on stage it's usually a bit of profanity and a lot of I think bedroom a lot of comedy. Sexual, yeah, comedy. Yeah. And then but just dressing up just to dress up, I mean it's like a Disney character. It's fun, it's it exciting. Is. That's how I think of it as as long as it's regulated what you can and cannot say there, which... And they don't I, dress like how they would. Like, they don't dress all skimpy, showing off everything like they do when they're actually... A lot of them are performing. Right. Like, here she's... I mean, her dress could go down to her knees, like how you're supposed to at school. Just to... Because you're supposed to be teaching kids business casual, how you should look out in public kind of thing. Um, But that's, like, my only complaint. Other than that, she kind of looks like Ursula going <laughs> out on the town. Kind of looks like Ursula. Yeah. I mean, I like her shoes and her outfit looks kind of spacey. No, her, pretty. Out her whole outfit's cute. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, they're just dressing up. Who cares? Mm. It makes it fun for the kids to read. I'm going to go ahead and go through uh, 10 best LGBTQ films of 2023, and then we'll get back to Holly here in a second. Okay, so number 10. This is actually going to come from attitude.com.uk forward slash culture. Um, and then I don't know, I don't think I ever gave you the article from the last one. It was through NBC News, and it was written by Burke Sopelsa and Joe Yukaba. And that was from October 11th of 23. And this one right here. Wait, Joey Kava, is that the same person I had? Maybe. Wait a minute, hold on. And this one about the LGBTQ films is yeah. written by... Joe Yurkava. Yeah, that's it. Written by the same person. Yeah. That's cool. She must be, and it's through NBC News, so she must work there. Um, Alistair James is the one from the LGBTQ films. So I just wanted to get that straight real quick. Uh, Nyad, which is number 10. It's a Netflix show and this tells a story of diana nyad a world famous swimmer who as well of as well as other achievements swam more than 100 miles from cuba to florida in 2013 she was 64 at the time and it was her fifth attempt wow that's crazy 100 mile distance uh the film star was annette bean as Nyad and Jodie Foster is her friend and coach <gasps> Bonnie Jody Stroll. Foster? Wait, Jodie Foster's in it? Yeah, Jodie oh. Foster. Oh my god. Wait! Oh no, that's not the creepy detective, FBI or detective one, right? Where she's a sheriff? No, no, no. Oh. This one, uh, both actresses earned uh, Golden Globe nominations for their work in the film. Jodie Foster! If you don't know who she is, she's the lady from Silence of the Lambs. Everybody knows Jodie Foster. You don't know that? Yeah. This next one is Kokomo City. It tells a story of the lives of four black trans women, as well as sex workers in New York City and Manhattan. It's crazy. Uh, number eight, Strange Way of Life. Now, this is one I want to see because this actually stars... Pedro! Um, yeah, Pedro Pascal, and he is, again, from... Um, the Last of Us. The Last of Us, yes, thank you. And uh, he actually has a transgender sister. A male to female, which is fantastic, and he's super IRL. supportive. I absolutely love that. But this entry caused quite a stir this year, thanks to the two leading men, which is Pedro Pascal and Ethan Hawke. 
who play two cowboys that reunite after 25 years apart. It's a 30. <laughs> it's like almost 25 years after Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's a 30-minute short film. Um, there is some underlying level of tension as the two meet and engage in heated exchange, which make way for passionate, intimate moments handled brill- brilliantly by the stars. I want to see that so mm. bad now. Um, Our Son, which is number seven. It is a moving portrayal of a family and marriage and drama features outstanding, beautiful performances from its leading men. It is an ensemble cast, including Andrew Rannells. Oh, okay. Huge. Uh, that's a huge theater person. Uh, Christopher Woodley, Robin Weigert, sorry, Kate Burton. And it highlights a modern day LGBTQ relationship. In all of its flaws. It's a queer love story, it looks like. Number six, Saltburn. It is a depiction of queer desires. And it looks like it's going to be a... Kind of more of a grim movie. It says that they have graphic scenes that can turn your stomachs in the audience. So, another one there. Rotting the Sun, as we wrote in the interview with Jordan Firstman, Rotting the Sun will go down in history as its hysterically casual and literal representation of the activity of what the meaning of gay sex is. So, another one there. Just gay? Like, gay males? I mean, it just says gay sex, and from the picture, I'm assuming that it's about males. (gasps) Oh, There's a picture of a man dead with an erection. But covered with a blanket, of course. So you can see the definite thing that sticks up. I'm going to go through these kind of real quick here. Rustin is another one. This is another one I actually want to see. It is during... Okay, it's Coleman Domingo. He stars as a gay civil rights activist and organizationer. Um... This is back in 1964 is when the events take place. It's actually, I've heard it's a real good movie. Ooh, gay and black. Gay and black, yeah. Interesting. Um, Bottoms, this is one that... We've talked about that We've talked about this one, yes. This is kind of more of a high school comedy um, with LGBTQ characters. Number two is Red, White, and Royal Blue. This is actually a movie I want to watch. I forgot all about it. Um, It is about a... The prince and the son of the president, and they fall in love, and you've got both countries kind of dealing with their children of royalty and famous getting together. Looks really good. And the last one is All of Us Strangers. If you're on social media lately, you've probably seen something about this next LGBTQ film while not officially released in the UK until January of 24 All of Us Strangers received its worldwide premiere at the 50th Film Festival in August. All of Us Strangers tells the story of a gay man haunted by his past and unable to move forward on with his present and future as a result while the relationship between Adam and Harry develops Adam is pulled home where he finds the ghosts of his parents who appears they did the day they died 30 years earlier it has received glowing reviews across the board and particularly praise are the leading men with their chemistry. But that is it for me. We're running out of time here, so I guess we'll move on to gay gaming gay if you have gaming. something. 
Okay, gaming. Yes, I have been playing. I have been playing Mario Rabbids uh, Spark of Hope. A lot, by the way. Well, it's a tactics game that Santa got me for Christmas. Santa yeah, Brooklyn. Santa Claus. <laughs> um, but I like the first game a lot too. I like the tactics games like that, like um, the Final Fantasy one. Final Fantasy Tactics was one that got me into that kind of game style. But anyway, um, so this game, I don't know. There's not, I mean, these characters, I mean, it's the rabbits. They honestly could be queer, gender fluid. They could hit all those definitions just thinking about what they are. They're these kooky bunny things is how I would describe them. Anyway, so it's Mario mixed with rabbits, and my bonus son, the oldest one, was telling me that they wouldn't do Mario in Fortnite apparently because they didn't want Mario running around with a gun shooting people. But here I was playing this, and Mario's got like these two hand blasters, which basically dual pistols. And in the first game, Luigi had a sniper rifle. This game, so far, I've got a bone arrow as Luigi. Nice. Um. But you have these little sparks, and they're basically little stars that you're freeing, and they all have little powers that they give your characters. And so you're kind of going around freeing the sparks, and the world is, I think it was Cursa. Cursa is the bad person. Not sure if it's going to be a guy or a girl. kind of looks like a girl. I don't remember if they said what it was. Um, but it's a tactics game. You don't move on a grid, which I kind of miss... I kind of miss having a grid, but it's the same principle. You move around a free area, and you find the best area to take cover, to shoot people. It's a fun game if you like strategizing, like each character does different things. Like one person snipes things, a different one is really good at melee and busting through objects. Rabid Peach is a healer. Um, I like strategy tactic games sometimes, so... If you like that, you might like it. They did add a little bit more kind of Mario-esque to it. Like when you're roaming. It feels a little bit more like old school Mario. Like finding little secrets and stuff. Like that Mario 64 game. Okay. Yeah. And this one, I'm looking at the information on it. It came out in October 20th of 22. So it's a little over a year old and you can get it. Looks like I can get them kind of on some deals as cheap as $20. It's been out for a year? Yeah, it's been out for a year. Holy moly. I've oh. been eyeballing that game for a year now. Yeah, it looks like it. A little over a year. Um, it's, worth some, it's won some awards already for the game award for best sim strategy game of last year. Oh, yeah, yeah it's fun. Nominations like of the Kids Choice Award and Favorite Video Game Award. Huh. I don't think it'll win that with Tears of the Kingdom out, but yeah. it's cool they got nominated. The only platforms are Nintendo Switch, and it has a 9 out of 10 on IGN, so that's a really good game. Yeah, it is. I like it. But yeah, I recommend that game if you like strategy, tactics games, if, if you like Mario games, well, maybe not if you like platformer games, but if you like strategy games... It's a must, then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Well, we've also been doing, um, getting on Epic, and they have some giveaways right now, right? Yeah, they're not sponsoring us or anything, but we're looking out for our gamers. Um, 
They're giving away a free game every day until January 4th. Yeah, yeah. And so we've snagged a few. There was Fallout 3, which I love Bethesda. You guys know that. And then I did get the Tokyo Ghostwire game, and I started trying to play it last night, and I'm too scared. She was freaking out. <laughs> it's got yokai in it, which I'm fascinated by. It's Japanese kind of demon-ish things. And then they've had other games on there. Well, we've grabbed them. I've grabbed every one of them. I know she's like, eh, not on this one or well, not that one. Today it had like a golfing game, and I was just like, no, thank you. It, you know, the golfing game almost seems like it is like uh, Angry Pigs. Angry Birds. Angry Birds. Angry Pigs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like Angry Birds, um, where you're golfing, and you actually have to like golf over or through obstacles to hit stuff to move on. But it's kind of like a side-scrolling game is what it is. But it looked kind of fun if you actually looked through it. Anyway, I guess that's it. Do you have anything else to say? Anything super amazing? I got Patrick Stewart's autograph. Jean-Luc Picard. In his book, Making It So. Yeah. She almost cried. She opened up the book and she was like, uh, I'm holding something Captain Picard held. It was amazing. He's actually really funny in the book. But anyway, I digress. It's a great book. I've actually, she got me a copy and I've been reading it as well. And I've been reading it to the baby in my Jean-Luc voice. Let me hear her. Let me hear you say something in your Jean-Luc Picard voice. Other than make it so. Make it so born. Right? Oh. He said something in like old English, but never mind. I don't remember what it was. Well, we'll be back for New Year's. We've got a very fun New Year's special coming up um, that'll be released, I believe, at midnight on New Year's Day. So if you're up at midnight and you want to fall asleep to something or just, you know, sit around the table with your friends and you want to listen to our podcast, that's a good one to listen to. It'll be fun. We are going to have the kiddos with us and we're going to be trying some different kinds of soda pops which includes spicy sodas. Jalapeno and, jalapeno and ranch flavor. Ranch, yep. Buffalo uh, sauce soda. So not excited. If you want to join us then, we'd be happy to have you. But uh, I think that's it for today. Yeah. Um, happy holidays. Yes, I hope it was fun. We'll see you guys in a few days. That's right. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on our show. Don't forget to check out our other shows wherever podcasts are available. And if you're in the position to help our podcast grow, please join us at patreon.com forward slash ggirltgirl. And check out our Facebook and Instagram page for more updates and messages at gaygirl forward slash transgirl. And if you're joining us on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you.